Listener Production. Happy Tuesday, sports fans. Liam Flanagan here, as always, and this is The Scorecard, your daily fast, fun hit of sport. And today, we've got sartorial golfing tributes, mental health revelations from AFL footballers, an NRL teenager ready to enter the world of first-grade men. But first off, just a couple of blokes who really want to punch each other in the head. Oh, it is on in the gong. Lucas Bryan has done it! Oh, my word! Can you believe it? Former NRL star Paul Gallen will take on Aussie heavyweight Lucas Big Daddy Brown, or as Gal refers to him, Big Bitch Daddy Brown, on April 21st at the Wollongong Entertainment Centre. Brown is a former WBA heavyweight champion and one of the most successful Australian heavyweights ever, but he won't have things his own way against Gal. I've been informed by uh, his team through my manager that he doesn't want a 10-round fight anymore. He wants a six-round fight. So going from uh, wanting to prove himself against an actual boxer to back to a circus of six rounds. For the six-round effort, Brown is expected to bank $130,000, while Gallon's paycheck is likely to be north of 400000 But the lower-paid Brown doesn't appear to be fussed by the shorter bout. I do not mind at all shorter rounds to knock you out in. That's about it. So tune in, everyone. The circus has begun. The media has begun. Everything has begun. So let's do this, Paul. Six rounds, mate. Soft. I mean, I know this is all designed to sell the fight and to get me to buy it on pay-per-view. I know that. I do. But it's working. Because I can't wait to see these two try and punch the snot out of each other. Over the weekend, 17-year-old phenom Joseph Sawali walked the walk in his first hit out for the Roosters feeder club North Sydney Bears. And the teenage prodigy has stood up. That's his second for the afternoon, but we know what he can do close to the line. Joseph Sawali scores. And yesterday, as the Roosters hosted a media day, he talked the talk. Yeah, like I feel as though I'm ready, but I know there's a lot of steps to get to that point, so it just it's out of my hands. It's more than NRL. So speaking to Channel 7, Swali believes he is ready for the rigors of first grade, despite not turning 18 until August 1st. And the growing feeling is that the NRL will grant the Roosters' application and allow Swali to play, but not before further investigation from the governing body. NRL boss Andrew Abdo is taking a hands-on approach. He'll meet with the King's headmaster this week to discuss Suwali's development. Abdo will also want to talk to Suwali's mentor at the Roosters, believed to be Joey Manu, about how he's coping. The NRL will also want to know from the Roosters how Suwali will be treated in an environment where alcohol and gambling exists. All reasonable steps for the NRL to take, but if I had a say, I'd be voting to let the kid play immediately. Because listen to what he's dealing with at home. Six sisters and um, one brother. So, and then, yeah, just mum and dad. Six sisters? Poor bloke would probably feel more comfortable in an NRLW change room. <laughs> Concussion and brain injuries have been a hot button for the AFL this off-season. But yesterday, in a revealing interview with Damien Barrett on AFL.com, Western Bulldogs youngster Bailey Smith revealed that the mental health of current players is something the game must also keep in mind. We've all got demons. Like, we've all got those things that you know, either make us anxious or struggle. And, like, I've got my own mental health stuff that I deal with, which I'm sure lots of people do, but um, it's just not spoken about as much as I'd like it. Um, I know we're getting better as a society and as, as footballers talking about it, but I think we all have those sort of things, like, you can be seen as easygoing, seen as you know, living the dream, loving it, but 
you can never yeah, judge a book by its cover. There's always lots going on. Yeah. And I'm a big overthinker, so... 20-year-old Smith, who is entering just his third year of senior football, spoke encouragingly about the environment that exists at the Western Bulldogs. Especially at my club, I'm fortunate enough to have um, a great support network around me and all my teammates. And, yeah, I think we're steering well clear of that old sort of stigma yeah. of men, you know, like... Even just people in general, you just got to bottle it up and move on and um, don't want to seem weak. But as one of the rising stars of the competition with so much football ahead of him, Smith had a refreshing take on how his career might pan out. I was thinking more like just having a family, that happy kids just chilling after a nice career and working away and going on holidays with my kids, to be honest. Simple as that. Yeah, simple yeah. as that. Yeah, that'd be pretty fun. And from one satisfied AFL man to another... The game's head of football, Steve Hocking, has told News Corp's Mark Robinson the AFL is very, very happy with where the law governing the man on the mark is at after nine practice matches. AFL's turning into Auskip. The likes of Kane Corns there on SEN and other former players, including Jude Bolton and Xavier Ellis, have been critical of the new rule, which prohibits any movement from the player manning the mark. But after more than 2,000 stop-play situations in the weekend's matches and only six free kicks given for players breaking the new rule... I don't think the rule makers will be changing their minds in a hurry. They say imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. And yesterday, the world's golfers proved it. There's Rory McIlroy. He said he was going to wear the red and black for the first time in his PGA Tour career. Lend that support for Tiger Woods, and there he is, all dressed in red and black. While Tiger Woods is still laid up in a hospital bed, recovering from a car accident that has left his professional golfing future up in the air, Golfers competing on the final day of the WGC Workday Championship in Florida showed their support by donning Tiger's famous final day outfit of a red shirt and black pants. Australia's Jason Day, Rory McIlroy, Tommy Fleetwood, Phil Mickelson and others wore the colours Woods normally reserves for Sundays, with eventual winner Colin Morikawa summing up the golfing community's feelings about the 15-time major winner. Tiger means everything to me. And, you know, yes, he had the crash and thankfully he's all right and hopefully he has a quick and, and great recovery. Um, but I don't think we say thank you enough. So I want to say thank you to Tiger um, because, you know, sometimes you, you lose people too early and that's like, you know, Kobe, I lost my grandpa about a month ago, um, and you don't get to say thank you enough, so thank you guys. Ironically, Morikawa's win made him just the second player to win that tournament and a major before turning 25. The only other player to do it, of course. In response to the clothing tribute, Woods tweeted, It is hard to explain how touching today was when I turned on the TV and saw all the red shirts. To every golfer and every fan, you are truly helping me get through this tough time. I imagine he also thanked his doctors in private. There's your Fast Fun Hit of Sport for Tuesday, the 2nd of March. Don't forget to drop us a rating and a review wherever you listen to the scorecard because I'm trying to catch up to a couple of blokes called Hamish and Andy who seem to have this podcasting world by the short and curlies. So please throw me a five-star rating so I can stick it to those two, whoever they are. I'm Liam Flanagan. We'll see you tomorrow on the scorecard. Listener.